wonderful song just to, just to focus on how awesome God is. So what a, what a great day to be together. Amen. What a, what a great day just to focus on God's love. Mm. It's just amazing as we think about God's love and as, as we see, man, I, I loved watching the video and just looking around and seeing so many smiles on our faces. Just the love that this Halos ministry brings to us, it's incredible. And, and just, I want to focus today on that love. We've been focusing on God's love today and, and, and I just want to continue this thought about how God's love affects us, how we see God's love in the church. And, and as I was praying yesterday, uh, Brother Charlie is he's down, he's sick a little bit, and he, he called me and asked me to fill in, and I, of course I'm glad to, and I was thinking, what in the world am I going to preach? Thanks for the heads up, bud. But it's okay. Thankful for it. Thankful for it. God is, God is good. He is faithful, and he gives us what we need. I was thinking through, and, and I, was, I was going to land in Ephesians. We're not going to be there this morning, but I do want to read what... Um, I was reading yesterday in Ephesians chapter 4, um, starting verse 4, it says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. And that's what unites us as a church, this one confession of who God is, who we are in Christ. And I love verse 7. It says, But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. And today I was reminded, of, I've just been reminded this weekend and, and today especially, of the different gifts that we have that we get to love and serve God. And I'm, I'm glad we're not all arms. I'm glad we're not all noses. I'm glad that we each have different gifts that make up the body of Christ. And what, a, what a joy that is and the, the beauty that we see in the body of Christ. Turn with me, if you will, to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. As we consider God's love in the church, we're going to read a text that's very familiar to us. And it includes our Halos theme verse, verse 19. 1 John 4, 19. We're going to be in 1 John chapter 4, beginning in verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected or matured or completed in us. Skip down to verse 19 with me, and let's all read verse 19 together. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Would you pray with me? God, this morning as we, as we are just so reminded of your love, God, we thank you for your love for us. 
We thank you that your love is perfect, that your love never ends. And God, we thank you that we get to celebrate your love through our Halos ministry and through all the other ministries we have in our church. God, just this love that unites us as the body of Christ. And God, as we consider your love this morning, I pray that you would remind us of your love, you would overwhelm us with your love, and that we would leave here today with a better understanding of your love and with a greater determination to love one another. And we ask that you give us ears to hear, eyes to see, minds to understand, and hearts to receive and to obey what your word says. And we ask all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. There are a few things I want to consider as we, as we think about God's love in the church. And the first is that love originated from God. Love originated from God. We see that in verse 8 that love is from God. God is the source of all love. We, we didn't come up with love on our own. We don't muster up enough love on our own. God is love. It is essential to who he is. It is the very nature of God. He is a God of love. He loves. Verse 8 says it, and again in verse 16, we didn't read that, but we see that God is love. And when we abide in love, we abide in God because God is love. God is the source of love. All love comes from God, and it is essential to who he is. Every person has the ability to love, because every person was created in the image of God, the Imago Dei. Every person was created in the image of God. And so non-believers and believers alike can love. That doesn't mean that everybody has experienced the love of God for salvation, but we all, this is a common grace that God gives us, and that we all can experience love, and that we all can love one another, because we all are created in the image of God. And what a beautiful reminder of that as we look around the church and see all kinds of different people, some older, some younger, some with different gifts, we, we see that God is a God of love and that God makes all people in his image. And we all have the ability to be able to love. God's love is distinct and it marks those who belong to him. John 13, 34 and 35 says that Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says, And a new command I give you, you are to love one another. By this, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you what? If you love one another. When we love one another with this kind of love that is from God, that God loves us with, if we, when we love one another with this kind of love, people will see it. People will notice it. it. It is a characteristic of those who follow Christ. It is a marker. It sets us apart. It is a distinction of those who are God's. The Bible says in verse 8 that, that anyone who does not love does not know God. Those who don't love don't know God. Why? Why? Because God is love. If we know God, we know love. If we love one another, if we love others, we love God. We know God because God is love. It is His very character. It is His very nature. It is who He is. Only born again, though only born again people, only Christians who have been redeemed by God's love can love like this. Only those who have been made new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that therefore if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. And part of this new nature we have is love from God. It's a spirit of love. When we are saved, God gives us his spirit. He gives us his spirit to live within us, to indwell us. And in this is love. Because God is love. And so we by nature should want to love other people. We now have a new spirit that is one of love. And we are to love others as God loves. 
And then, of course, we see that love is from God. Verse 19, we love why? Because he first loved us. We didn't take the initiative in this love. This love that is from God, it is God. God initiated it. It is from him. It is originated from God, and he took the initiative to love us first. Because we hate God. By nature, we hate God. We didn't love God first. But he loved us first. Secondly, love was originated from God, but love was manifested in Jesus. We see love most clearly pictured in the cross of Christ. We celebrated Easter a few weeks ago. We, we think about Good Friday where we see the death and the sacrifice that Jesus gave on the cross. And then we, we celebrate his resurrection. But we see this picture of love most clearly in the cross of Christ. Read with me in verse 9. It says, In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. God sent his son so that we might live. God sent his son into the world so that we might live. Ephesians 2 verse 1 says that we were dead in our trespasses and sins. We were dead. We weren't just not good. We weren't just not doing what we were dead. We had no life. And so God sent Jesus into the world to give us life. To give us life in him. We were dead in our sin. We were separated from God. And so God sent Jesus into the world to give us life so that we may have life in him. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We have life in Jesus. God sent Jesus so that we could have life, but God also sent Jesus because he loved us. God sent Jesus because he loves us. I said it earlier, but we didn't love God. We had to be taught to love God. We, we don't by nature love God because we are evil, we're sinful, we love ourselves. We love our sinful nature. And so, by nature, we hate God. But God sent Jesus because he loved us. I love this. And if you look back in chapter 3, verse 16, it says, By this we know love, that he laid down. Not that we did anything. That he laid down his life for us. God's love is perfect. And because of his perfect love for us, God sent Jesus to die for us. He sent Jesus to die for us. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Romans chapter 5, verse 8. And it just gives a picture of God's love. It says, but God proves, but God demonstrated, but God shows his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. In our unregenerate, lost, sinful state, God showed his love for us by sending his son Jesus to die for us. That's the gospel. Jesus came down to die for us, to save us from our sins, to bring us into a right relationship with God, all because of his love. Nothing we have done, but only because of his love. He sent Jesus to pay the penalty for our sins. That word that you see, propitiation, yeah, that's a big word. I learned that a few years back, propitiation. Really, it's just appeasing God's wrath. That's a simple way to put it. God sent Jesus to appease God's wrath. Because we all are sinners. Some of us might not think we're that bad, but we all are sinners. And sin separates us from God. And if God is to be a holy God, he must punish sin. And so each of us deserve eternal separation from God. Each of us deserve God's wrath, which is the punishment 
for sin. It is what we earn because of sin. But God sent Jesus to appease this wrath, to be the propitiation for our sins, to atone for our sacrifice, to atone for our sins, to be the sacrifice for us, to take the wrath of God on for us so that we didn't have to. And as Romans 8, 1 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, there's no condemnation. We can have hope because of the love that God has shown us, the love that God has given us. We see that this love, that He laid down His life for us, this is a love we didn't deserve but a love God so freely and graciously gives. This is a love we didn't earn. We can't earn it. You can't be good enough. You can't come to church enough. You can't be involved in ministries of the church enough to earn God's love. It is a gift. It is a gift that God gives us, gives you and gives me because his love is perfect. God's love, love originated from God. Love was made manifest in Jesus and love is demonstrated through God's people. And this is where I want to focus the rest of our time this morning as we think about loving one another. Love is demonstrated through God's people. Verse 11 says, Beloved, if, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. God's love is our motivation to love one another. It is God's perfect love for us that motivates us to love others, to love one another, to love people who are made in his image. Because we love with a God kind of love. We love with a love that is from God, not from us. We love because he loved. And as Christians, the Holy Spirit dwells inside of us. God lives in us. And therefore, our natural inclination should be to love one another. We can't say that we love God, but we don't love those who belong to him. We can't say that we love God, but we hate the church. That's a contradictory. That's a contradiction. Because we love God, we will love his people. If you look in chapter 5, verse 1, John wrote that everyone who loves the Father loves everyone who has been born of him. If we love God, we're going to love those who have been born of him, who have been saved by his grace, saved by his love. It is our motivation. God's love is our motivation to love one another. And we ought to love those who are his own. How do we conduct ourselves in the church of the living God? We love one another. We love one another. You and I are to be characterized by love. Jesus gave that marker for his disciples to love one another. You and I are to love one another. Not with this superficial kind of love, but with the genuine, God-focused, God-centered love. Love that is from God. Love that extends to one another. When we love one another, we show that we understand God's love for us. Because earlier we looked at that if we don't love, we don't know God. And so when we love other people, when we extend God's love to those around us, especially in the body of Christ, when we, when we love one another, we show that we understand God's love. Because we understand that we are sinners. We are undeserving and unworthy of God's love. Yet we understand that God so freely loves us because his love is perfect. And because of that love, we want to love others. We want to, have, to express God's love, to show love to other people. I love this quote I read. It said, adoration must lead to action. Adoration must lead to action. As we, as we adore God, as we behold our God, and we focus on his love, 
And we focus on who he is. God is love. And so as we focus on God and we focus on love, we we focus on the very character of God. And as we do this, if it doesn't lead to action, if it doesn't lead to us loving one another, we must stop and ask ourselves if we truly do understand God's love, if we're really looking at God's love. When we experience God's love and and we, we know his love and we adore his love, we should express that love. We, it should turn to action and how we love one another. I think about it in my own life when, when I mess up, when I sin, when I do things that drive Ivy crazy, and I, I, I just see her continual love for me. And I think about God, there have been so many times in my life where I just, I sin against you, and a lot of times it's the same sin, and I, I, I miss opportunities to, to show your glory to the world. I don't do things I should do. I do things I shouldn't do. But God, your love is a covenant love. And it does not end. And it's great. It is not conditioned on what I do or what I don't do. Because his love is perfect. And that same kind of love should extend to others. So when you and I love other people, it shouldn't be, well, they're like me, so I'll love them. They're not like me, so I don't necessarily have to love them as much. No, we love people because God has loved us. We love all people because God loves all people. We love the church because God loves the church. We love one another in this room because God loves us. That is the motivation, and that is the reason we live. This adoration of God's love must lead us to action, must lead us to love one another. In verse 12, it said, No one has ever seen God. No one's seen God. No one has physically seen God. We've not seen God in His nature and His essence because we would die. We cannot see God and live. Yet, others can know what God is like through how we love one another. If we love one another, God abides in us and His love is perfected or it's completed in us. As we love one another, as we walk with Christ, others will see that. Others will see the supernatural love. Something's different about that person. Why is that person loving that person? Did did they just realize what they just said to them? Do they realize how they treated them? Why are they extending this kind of, well, it's because God. It's because of God's love. We get to experience God's love. We get to show the world what God is like as we love one another. And I'll leave you with this thought. Love is at the heart of Christian witness. Love is at the heart of Christian witness. We love. 1 John 3.10 says that by this it is evident who are the children of God, and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. It is evident who belongs to God and who belongs to the devil by our love. By our love. Love is not a a works-based, it's not a works it's not works. We don't, we don't love in order to gain God's favor. We don't love others in order that God might love us. God loves us, and from that flows our love for others. That, is, that order is important. In verse John 4, 19, we love because he loved us. He first loved us. We, it's not we love in order to earn his love. We, we love because he loved us. And that's important for us to understand. We must know God's love. We must experience God's love, and we must express God's love to those around us. Love is at the heart of Christian witness. 
And so if you and I want to show the world what God is like, if we want to show what God's love is like, let's start loving other people. Let's start loving the body of Christ. A lot of people don't want to be a part of the church. They don't want anything to do with the church because they see tension and fighting and, and a lot of division in a lot of the churches around the world. They see, they see a lot of just hatred and arguing, and we, we get so caught up over these little things that we forget to love. And so if we, want the, if we want to show others what God is like, we need to love one another. Start with those in your family. Start with those in your church family, and then extend that outward. As we love one another, the world will see that, and they will see God through our love. Today for our response, we're, we're going to be partaking in the Lord's Supper and be remembering the, the greatest act of love that has ever been shown. 1 John three sixteen says, By this we know love, that He laid down His life for us. We see that God laid down His life for us. And so this morning, as we, as we sang about love, as we have reflected on God's love, if we have, as we have read Scripture about God's love, if we have seen God's love through one another, this morning we are going to remember God's love and how He made a sacrifice for us because He loved us. So at this time, I'll ask Ms. Anita to come and play and the deacons to come forward. And you, you just take some time this morning to really reflect on God's love. Don't come to the Lord's table um, with sin in your life un- without unrepentant sin. Don't come before God not really thinking about His love. Take time right now as we focus on the love of God. Take time to focus on His love. Ask Him to, he- to help you understand His love. And just to thank Him for the love that He showed us on the cross. I'm going to pray, and you come forward. You come bring your family to the altar where you are. Prepare your hearts to receive the Lord's Supper. Fathers, we, we thank you for this love that you've shown us, God. We thank you for this day that we get to celebrate love.